0: You are listening to the Grand Prairie Alliance Church Women's Podcast, where our aim is to encourage, edify, and equip you as you grow in your faith. May we be salt and light in this dark, mixed-up world. Welcome to GPAC Women's Podcast.
1: To our very first season one, episode one, Grand Prairie Alliance Church Women's Podcast. Um, I'm just so excited that uh, this dream has gotten legs now and we're going to give it a whirl, see how it goes. I want to introduce you to the host that you will be listening to, Vanessa Harder. Many of you know her here in our church. She's been really involved with Coffee break and women's ministry, as well as probably working in the kids' ministry department a little bit. She's got, well, I'll let her tell you all about her. But this episode is just about getting to know her. So, hi, Vanessa. Hello. Oh, this is so exciting. It is very exciting. Yeah. So, Vanessa, I just would really like for the ladies to get to know you, who you are. Um, I. I'm old enough that I remember when you were just a teeny little girl with the same big smile, big teethy grin, that's so cute and big, beautiful eyes. And you're still the same person, except now you're now all grown up with a big, beautiful smile and mm-hmm. big, beautiful sparkly eyes. Um, it's a joy to have you on the team and working with you. I just, I love you to death. Thank you. So Vanessa, um, let's just start at the beginning. Um, who are your parents? Talk, talk to us about where you were born, who your parents are, and about a little bit about the beginnings mm-hmm. of your. Of your life?
0: The beginnings of my life. Uh, my parents moved here in the late 80s for work, like most people do. Mm-hmm. They're from the Fraser Valley area. My okay. dad moved all over. I can never remember exactly where he's from, but the Abbotsford area. Uh, yeah, so I was born and raised in Grand Prairie. My mom is Rita Howling. My dad is Rick Howling. And yeah, I was a QE2 baby. And oh. now we have the brand new hospital, so. I should have another baby just so I can experience the brand new hospital. Should.
1: I think you should. Just as a side note, it's not about me, but I had, uh, when we moved to Grand Prairie, I had a baby in the old hospital, and then they were building the other hospital, so then I had to have a baby in the new hospital, and no, I'm not going to have a baby now, but you could, in the new <laughs> hospital. Yeah.
0: we'll compare. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> compare. Okay.
1: Um, so you were born here in Grand Prairie. What year? Can
0: I ask? Yep, 1989. That's the same year as Taylor Swift. So still oh. young and relevant. No, I'm oh, just kidding. you
1: are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. 1989. Mm-hmm. I'm so old. Um, so tell us about um did you live in Grand Prairie, on the outside of Grand Prairie? Mm. Um, what schools did you go to?
0: Yeah, it was um most of my childhood I remember being in South Patterson. I went to Alexander Forbes. And then in grade seven, we actually moved out near Grovedale Mm -hmm. and there was just some issues at the Grovedale school that my parents were concerned about. So then I started attending the Catholic school, Holy Cross, and uh, my parents had to drive me the first year in every day. And then eventually they got busing, which was nice, but that was a big change for me. I knew nothing about Catholicism, so that was like a... Just so like, yeah, an eye-opening kind of like worldview shift of like, oh, like they talk about Jesus and God, but these things seem so foreign to me. So it was good. Yeah, I think probably been a good conversation with my parents about those kind of things.
1: Yeah. So were you the oldest in the family?
0: Um, I have an older brother, Ricky, and or yeah, he was named Richard, but he goes by Ricky still. Mm-hmm. And he's four years older than me.
1: Okay. Okay, yes. so you're a little girl. And as all little girls, you have dreams and hobbies and things you like to do, things you hate to do, things you're scared of. So tell me, what what were you like as a little girl? What were your, what did you like to do?
0: Um, I was told that I like to play as a dog a lot, like we just pretend to be a dog a lot. Um, Also, I think late developing speech. I, my mom's one friend would always tell me about how I just would ramble in sentences that apparently made complete sense to me but no one else but once I got older I have lots of memories of playing by myself and not like in a sad way but just like whatever for some reason my memories are like making a mud pie or riding my bike and pretending it was a horse or very into horses as a child didn't have any but um, and then also I loved playing like dress up or hair dress up with hairdresser with my mom so i'd like make her lay on the couch and i'd like do her hair and i'd be like oh how many or she would ask me how many kids i have and i'd be like oh anyway oh i try to get my daughter to do that now because yeah having your hair brushed is so nice Oh, it is. but uh yeah so as a little kid i wanted at one point to be a hairdresser oh i also always wanted to be a cashier it seems so satisfying to watch them hit the buttons and oh, no, I miss of,
1: that. I miss that at the stores. Yeah, I used to want to be a cashier too.
0: There's something about it. As yeah. a kid, you're just like, oh, that looks fun. And the window wiper at the gas station, again, just like, I want to do that. That looks very satisfying.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So, <laughs> did you um, did you have dreams of I'm gonna grow up and get married and and have lots of kids, or was it like, oh, I want to grow up and be the president of the United States? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, we're in Canada the prime minister
0: of the United States no (laughs) (laughs) um that's a good question I don't I feel like I had a very good imagination and I lived in like make-believe for a long time I don't think I thought a lot about being married and having kids until probably high school and thought yeah one day I'll get there but I don't know Hmm. I'm trying to think of my wildest ambition thought I always wanted to get into missions. Every time I heard about missionaries and their work, I just thought, wow, like I want to
1: do that. Okay. So that kind of leads me to my next question. You, you grew up in a, a home that was um, faith-based. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did you tell me about hearing about Jesus and knowing that you needed him mm-hmm. as your Savior?
0: Yeah, I remember my dad reading the Bible to us before bed, And from my memory, my dad did like the, what's that called? Like my salvation prayer kind of thing with me one night. I told him I wanted to ask Jesus into my heart. Um, So yeah, faith is like Jesus has always been talked about and in my life, which is amazing. And yeah, it's funny how when you're a kid, you sometimes don't always remember all the life lessons, but I'm like, he was always there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah so as a little girl yeah yeah okay so tell me about that journey as well let's get into your teen years the Mm. teen years the I don't know for some people teen years were just such a wonderful thing but for me they weren't I mean they were but they weren't what about you (laughs) what about you what
0: about me Mm. uh yeah especially because I changed schools right in junior high that was like a feel like i'm not sure how it would have panned out if i would have stayed with that group of friends i've had since elementary school but it was very much like that testing of the waters lots of kids at the school that i newly attended um they just seemed to be a much more mature like things that i was not yet i was still like i would like to play with barbies even though like i'm in grade i don't know if in grade eight i still played with barbies but for sure playmobile anyway Mm -hmm. so in some ways i felt very like immature more childish but i remember in high school um i often would volunteer to like be the dd the designated driver because i didn't like being left out but at the same time i knew like i just had this conviction of like you're a christian mm-hmm. you shouldn't be basically ruining your or compromising your witness mm-hmm. to people because I did. I don't know if the, you you said one time people don't usually use the word rededication anymore. No, but I that's an, I, an yeah. older term. Yes. <laughs> um, I rededicated. I in um I got a summer camp I think around mm-hmm. the age of 13 and got baptized and just realized that like as a more what would you call that self-aware person I was no longer like five. I wanted to really be like yeah I still believe this like I really want to live my life for Jesus and not just. I don't know, uh, carry it around like a.
1: Right. You were more planting your flag. This was where you were planting your flag.
0: Right. Yeah. Making it my own. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, yeah, in high school it was a lot harder. Um, I didn't feel like I had any Christian friends in school. I had them at youth group, which was so lovely. But I remember I always, often when youth group nights would be over, I'd feel like this very deep sense of sadness like weekly, because it was like oh like these are the people I want to be doing school with and they make me a better, they just hold me to a different standard so I find high high school that was hard because I felt almost like that imposter syndrome of like oh I'm going to go along with this but really I have a very strong conviction and I wish in hindsight looking back that I would have known to either just embrace that sanctification maybe like embrace that loneliness rather than kind of compromise my Mm -hmm. journey in terms of like friendships and things that my friends did that I was just like oh man everything in me is like get out of this situation like why are you here yeah so yeah I feel like when I reflect on it it makes me sad but at the same time I also know that's where I was at like I didn't really have the maturity yeah okay so you graduate what year did you graduate 2007 we had a 007 james bond theme wow
1: fun what was the what was the song of the year for the 007 was there a mission impossible
0: oh yeah the casino royale movie had come out too so whatever i don't even know i think every grad class picks their own song oh yeah
1: probably yeah yeah
0: from the comp or from Saint Uh, saint Joe's? saint Joe's. yeah
1: okay Cool. How fun. Yeah. Okay, so what'd you do after high school?
0: Um, I knew I wanted to do some kind of Bible college. I looked into Australia. It was a bit too expensive, and instead, I did a short-term mission trip for like three months to, to the Dominican Republic. It was set up through someone through my church. Um, they knew someone there, and it felt so embarrassing because they did an interview with me on the phone, and they're kind of like, okay, well, like, what, do, what, what, do you, what can you do, Vanessa? And I was just like, I don't have any, like, training. I don't have any special skills. So I helped in a preschool there. I did a tiny bit of babysitting for the missionaries. And now looking back, I'm like, they should have utilized me way more. Like, you have this young lady who doesn't have a lot to offer, but what she does is she could have Been more of a break. But I don't know, maybe they thought, let's not just use her for babysitting. But yeah, it was very eye opening to me. It's so funny how when you do missions, sometimes you think you're going there to bring the gospel. And it's like, oh, these people have the gospel. They love Jesus, I would say, much more and are even more dependent on him in a way that, like, my North American culture is not at all like that. So I think I came home and I almost had like a reverse, like, I need to do missions in the culture I'm from kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah, they love Jesus. They went to church almost every day of the week. It was wow. just eye opening. So was this through your church that you were going to? Uh okay. yeah, there was just a contact they knew a okay. missionary there. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, you probably did more for the gospel than you realize because Maybe. you were freeing up the missionaries. Yeah. Or the IWs we call them now.
0: Okay. The IWs. Oh man, those acronyms I'm always like what is a Yeah, exactly. I know. International worker. International worker. Yeah. And yeah, so then after that, that really got the spark in me to mm-hmm. continue to learn Spanish because they speak Spanish in the Dominican. And then also, yeah, to learn more about even bringing the gospel to different cultures. So I did an intercultural studies program at Prairie Bible Institute.
1: Prairie Bible Institute. That's Mm -hmm. my alma mater. There we go. But we were back in the olden days when it was, you know, a little more strict. So, uh, But they did not have pink and blue sidewalks,
0: just to clarify that one.
1: (laughs) But anyway, how did you hear about Prairie?
0: You know what? I tried really hard to figure this out. I think I was just Googling... The old Google. um, Something probably along the lines of, like, Bible college, overseas missions kind of thing. Because part of the intercultural study is doing... We did three months in Central America um, through the Discover program. And now they've changed up a bit. They did Africa for quite a few years. And now I'm not actually sure. I think they might even do more local things, which is amazing, too. There's lots of people to be reached in Canada. Mm -hmm. And... um, But, yeah, it was...
1: It was a year program? It was
0: a year program. It was very transformative for me. Um, Even though I already talked about, you said, putting the flag in the ground, that was the year I feel like I really started being like, man, am I just like piggybacking my parents' faith? Mm -hmm. Or is this like, do I truly believe like Jesus is real? Like those kind of questions. And what an amazing environment to have that. So... Yeah, I remember distinctly we were in Montana. I think it was snowing, and I was, like, all by myself somewhere. And I was just, like, really mulling that over. I don't know what had caused that deep thinking to happen. But looking back, I'm just like, yeah, that was a... Like, I... Not a crisis of faith, but obviously, like, that kind of point of, like... Yeah, am I going to keep going down this road? And why am I going down? And all those, like, introspective questions. So, yeah, it was an amazing year. I have kept a lot of those friendships. um, And yeah I can't speak highly enough of it of doing that kind of
1: thing oh that's awesome so where you said South America where
0: Uh, sorry Central America we did Guatemala and El Salvador
1: okay and what was your job for lack of a better word down there what did you guys go for
0: go for so most of it was Mm -hmm. learning based so we still had classes and had to write Mm -hmm. papers which was very interesting with no like library. Everything had to kind of be online. There was a few books we actually had to pack down with us in our bags, these huge heavy textbooks. <laughs> um, but then on the weekends, we would do more like living with a family that's from the community and go off the compound, so so to speak, and be a part of their church. And the whole time we were tr- um, doing like more, kind of a research study. So the group I was with, we focused on how all basically middle-aged men, like a huge demographic, let's say like 18 to maybe, like, 50s or 60s is just almost absent from the culture because they would all, most of them would go to other countries to work to send money home. Oh, so you wow. have young boys and, like, right. elderly men, and we were trying to understand, like, how does that affect the church? How does that affect mm-hmm. family? So we did it, I think it was called a, an ethnography, whatever the right. heck that means. I can't yeah. remember anymore. But writing a paper on studying that and, yeah, like, it's, it's heart-wrenching yeah. and... At the same time, then you're like, oh man, like what kind of place are you in where it's like we have to send dad away
1: for yeah.
0: years? Yeah, it's a
1: culture we just know nothing about, yeah. really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so church is always interesting. You got little boys and much, Whoa. much older men, and that yeah. was kind of it.
1: So they're kind of missing that fa- father. Not kind of, they are missing that father figure and how that affects the family life and yeah, what kind of dreams do these little
0: boys have? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you then. Graduated? Did you graduate? Yeah, I got a, what did I get? a certificate in intercultural studies. And Yay. It's one of I'm those sure funny... you have that hanging in your office <laughs> now, right? I should put it up. <clears throat> yeah, um, one of those... I'm so glad I did it. I have no regrets mm-hmm. about that at all, but one of those funny certificates where if you put it on your resume or your transcript, they're like, "This, I'm sorry, it doesn't translate yeah. <laughs> to higher Yeah, but pay. it really
1: translated my life. Yes. <laughs> so I have to ask because... I ask every missionary that's over in a tropical country, did you see any snakes?
0: Um, I don't remember seeing any snakes. Well, I remember weird. there was one larger spider that was in like a fluorescent okay. light. Oh. There was some kind of like access point on the green when you went to the bathroom. So it was like always right where oh. right you needed to brush your teeth and I'd always check. But like he just, he looked like I think like a giant, giant daddy long legs. So like it okay. wasn't like big and furry. Okay,
1: Good. Well, at least, at least no snakes. No snakes. <laughs> that's yeah. your concern. That was my. That's my big concern. Okay, so you're done with prairie, and are you on the lookout for a husband, the potential husband
0: at Bridal College? Yeah. Oh, yes, my dream. Not my dream. My. It's so funny. What's that called when you envision something before you get there? Mm-hmm. Everyone was like European esque men everywhere, mm-hmm. all like movie star glamour, mm-hmm. and yeah, I got there and. You would never believe it. It was just average, everyday people there. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? But there were some some dream boats, you might call them. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, God is so cool in that, like, I feel like he was like, yeah, you can want that, but that's not why I have okay. you here. And obviously, yeah. sometimes that does pan out for some yeah. people, but... Yeah. Um, well, that's why I went to Bible school. Yeah. I wanted to learn about God, but really
1: my heart of hearts, (laughs) I wanted to find a husband. But you were more mature than me, so that's good.
0: I think I was just more, no, it was exactly the same. I was like, I'm going to learn about God, but also this is where you would meet someone.
1: (laughs) So what did you do after graduation? Did you just come back to Grand Prairie? Yeah. Okay. So tell us um, how you did find your, my husband, your train conductor husband. (laughs) He
0: is, yep, going to be an engineer soon. Maybe by the time this airs, he'll oh. be going to engineering school. That means what? So then he'll drive the locomotive. <gasps> he'll be the... He'll be uh-huh. the guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Everyone gets mad at. Um, That's okay. <laughs> so his sister was in my program. So technically I did meet him at Prairie, but he was just visiting one weekend. Okay. I barely remember it, but of course... But you do remember I it. I do remember it, but it's ingrained in his memory because <gasps> of course this... He saw this beautiful Vanessa across yes. the... No, I don't know. But, uh, he yeah, he just came to visit. His parents lived outside of Three Hills, and mm-hmm. his sister was in my program. And then his sister ended up moving to Grand Prairie, and then he did a little while after. And I just befriended him, Okay.
1: let's say. So, so it, yeah. was, it wasn't love at first sight for you then? But no. it was for him, kind of. Kind,
0: kind of. Yeah. Kind of. It's funny works. He says he remembers being like, oh, I like that girl or whatever. But then a lot of time went by, like over three years. Oh my god I believe. Okay. And um then he moved to Grand Prairie and I said, Oh, this place is hiring, or you should help with our youth group. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we just became more part of each other's lives, especially okay. because I was very close with his sister. So then eventually one day I think someone had pointed out to me it was quite embarrassing. I was dating someone else. They had moved away to do schooling at a farther city and when they came back I had kind of like a special event I think it was my own birthday party and that guy I was dating just had no interest in like being around me or visiting with me and what's embarrassing is like friends at my party afterwards like kind of confronted me about it out of love and care of being like hey this isn't a good sign right? and um, then ironically at that birthday party Travis my husband Mm -hmm. was there And he was being all attentive and like, Uh just we're joking and having fun. I wouldn't say we were flirting, but we were just enjoying each other in front of my other boyfriend. Like looking back, I'm like that, just, I shake my head. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my head. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I think that was just kind of eye opening to me of like, oh, here's this very kind, Mm -hmm. fun person that I'm enjoying. Like, why am I not with them? So I actually had to, I called him one day on the phone and I, am millennial. We don't enjoy making phone calls typically, but I had to, I said, I want to let you know that like, I like you because I knew that he didn't know, no offense, but some people are just so oblivious, right? They are. And, uh, and then he said, are you asking me out? And I said, no, 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 no. Like I'm still quite traditional, but I want you to know the ball is now in your court, so he's like, Okay, Look at you go, <laughs> Vanessa, wow. I just thought if I didn't say it now, yeah. he's gonna start dating someone and I'm gonna or you okay. know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like,
1: Yeah, but you had broken up with your
0: other right? Oh yes, right? to okay. clarify. Phew. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you to strike while the iron's hot sometimes. Exactly. So. Okay, so then he just clued in and the like, rest oh, is history. Yeah. How
1: that long? Girl. Did, how long did you guys date?
0: Um, we dated we were engaged at eleven months. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm and married I think five months after that okay. yeah what year was that engaged in 2013 married in 2014 okay. so our big 10 years next oh wow so yeah wow where yeah. are you gonna go you could... I hope we plan something
1: yeah yeah so
0: we'll see what happens good
1: okay so um you're married and you're a teacher right did you did you go for schooling
0: for that? Yeah, so right when I started dating Travis, I think I was twenty-three at the time. Mm-hmm. I started. I decided to go back to school mm-hmm. a little bit later than some people. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny looking back, twenty-three is so young, but at the same time, most people go back or sorry get into post-secondary quite early. Right. So I graduated when I was twenty-eight. I wasn't the oldest in my class, but most people again they were like twenty-two-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we had already been married for three years, we decided. Like I'll teach a little bit, but mm-hmm. we want to start our family, mm-hmm. and we both agreed we wanted a larger family. Travis has five siblings. I only have two, or sorry, I only have one. I come from two children right. yeah, and uh so we just thought like, yeah it's like the what's that called it's just the the problem of being the woman, right? you can't, right. in my opinion do both well, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I haven't taught much. I have the, like basically the equivalent okay. of teaching one year. Okay, was
1: it secondary school or primary?
0: Um, I did kindergarten. Oh. And I did grade a 3-4 split. Yeah, okay. I loved it. I really did you did. like the 3-4 split more than the kindy I love the kinder more. <laughs> I, I really love did.
1: the kindy They're so <laughs> cute and honest. And, yeah, yeah, they're
0: the best. Aww, yeah. good.
1: So. Okay, and now God has given you three children.
0: Yes. Tell us about them. Yeah, I have uh, a daughter who's five, a son who's three, and another son who's almost two. And they are all very different. My daughter's very, like I would say, a mini mom. She's Mm -hmm. mothering and correcting and tattletaling, but also like an insanely awesome helper, right? If I need help, she's right there. And Mm -hmm. then um, my firstborn son, Wyatt, he, oh man, I call him a little scientist, like anything that can be pushed or touched or tinkered with, like, he's in there. He's my kid that gets hurt a lot. Mm. And part of it's like, oh, I should have better supervision. And part of it's like, this is his nature. Like, he is. Right.
1: It's how he's going to learn.
0: Yeah. Right. And then my little guy, uh, his personality's still developing. Mm-hmm. He seems already to be very much like, oh, people laugh at me when I do this. <laughs> he likes making his siblings laugh. Yeah. So I think he might be my.
1: The little clown. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. I like them. I'm going to keep yeah. them. Oh well. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so Vanessa, I have um, you and your family have uh, been attending Grand Prairie Lines Church now for a few years, and you have been quite involved with um, women's ministry, uh, especially Coffee Break. And I've gotten to know your heart, um, and I've gotten to know you as an adult now, which has been really fun. But you have um, your love for Jesus is uppermost in your life, but it also comes out in your concern about social issues that we face um, now, 2023, is that where we are? Yeah, we're 2023, (laughs) can't believe it. Um, And you have a, a really unique way of bringing the Bible and God's word and and what Jesus would, how he would insert himself into these issues uh, without being afraid of working in these issues. I don't know if I'm making sense. But, so I'd like to hear your heart of, um, when did you kind of,
0: what triggered this? Hmm, I think that was a lot of compliments, so thank you. Oh. <laughs> um, I think, I'm like, how far back do I go? I think the most recent bigger thing Mm -hmm. would be um, I just started reading a Mama Bear's apologetic book with my Mm sister-in-law. and It was just like so eye-opening about, one, the little I knew about so many things. And then, two, I think they kind of, they do challenge you in both of their books to be a Mm -hmm. person who is involved in what's going on, know what's going on, and to not be afraid to address these things Mm -hmm. and i think i don't even think it's a christian thing i think it's just a human thing that when something is slightly touchy or could be taken as offensive it's just so easy to be like you know what i'm gonna let someone else talk about that and i think what's frustrated me the most and maybe gotten me to speak about things more is when i think yeah like oh jesus wasn't represented in what that person shared like they weren't right they didn't do him justice or they right. they're misquoting scripture they're not they're mm-hmm. taking it out of context those kinds of things because i know for myself um, yeah i don't want to be led astray i don't want to be tossed in the by the waves as yeah. it says i think in yeah. ephesians and in james it's like we i yeah. want to stand on that firm foundation mm-hmm. so i'd love to equip others to feel that confidence mm-hmm. and also for my children for them to be able to discern the real, Mm -hmm. the deep truth of the gospel and not just feel-good things that sound nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's hard. It's so hard. Oh, it really is. There's so much out there now. And even me, I often have to, like, do a heart check, right? Mm -hmm. Because some some things make me so angry or so upsetting. And to come back and be like, really, how would Jesus respond to this?
1: Exactly. And I think we... um, Well, I'm old enough to be able to say... We thought and I do believe there is absolute truth in the Bible that there is absolute truth and what the Bible what God says in his word is absolute but how does it work out in my day-to-day life in dealing with different situations um, different social issues different how does that work out and what you said is absolutely true what would Jesus how would this conversation, how is the, how would this circumstance be different if Jesus were physically here? And I want to be that Jesus. I want to be that light for him in those. And so, I really appreciated we went through both Mama Bear Apologetics in this year's coffee break, facing some heavy things, and uh, it was a, a really good challenge to me because, as I was saying, growing up we if things were black and white and there was no in-between and so it's just learning mm-hmm. taking a step of, of faith
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah um, so which brings us to kind of what we're doing now what we're starting a podcast and it's kind of been a dream of yours and and I when I asked you if you would do this it was like the lights just all went on and you were just writing down all sorts of ideas so tell us Kind of what you want to see happen with this and mm. some ideas you have. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've really been pondering it for a while. When I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this with children, but what we're hoping to do is mm-hmm. to have one once a month so right. that I can have lots of time to prepare an interview and it's not too much on my plate, but at the right. same time, I still get to use my gifting slash, yeah, it's like a, yeah. an enjoyable thing for me. Yes, right? it is. <laughs> yes. Oh, pardon me. I, the goal with the podcast is to equip and build up our ladies in our church and the surrounding area, wherever people are listening, uh, to feel empowered to do, to be the light in the environments that Mm -hmm. they are. So if they're in a little small town, if they're out in the country, or if they're working in a very like liberal environment, whatever it would Mm -hmm. be to know that they're not alone. And yeah, we are trying to have those conversations and address things that A lot of us have questions about Mm -hmm. so I have asked moms on our coffee break page about what are some things you'd like to hear and that's just helping steer the conversation so I'm excited about that and I think the biggest thing is to create that unity and support that we're all kind of hungry for to know oh so-and-so in church also is wondering about this I'm wondering about that too
1: (laughs) yeah good Yeah. yeah okay do you know what your first one's going to be on? Or am I putting you on the
0: spot? No, no, no. Um, I have been working on it. Um, the first one we're going to focus on is making time for God mm-hmm. in the hecticness of life. Like okay. in North America are, I don't know why exactly, but we're very much like success driven, busyness driven. Like that's a badge of honor, right? Okay. The, of that, look how busy I am right. and what my kids are doing and yeah, there's obviously some good things in those kinds of things, but also awesome. good. we're wondering how do we meet God in that. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Yeah.
1: Good. Now, okay, this is a podcast, so it's not going to be live. So we, people can't call in live. But have you ever thought of doing that?
0: I don't, we'd have I to really let them show. know before.
1: I know. we would <laughs> have to pre-give
0: the questions before. Yeah. I... <laughs> we'll definitely address that, but we will uh-huh. have a way of people to email in right. comments or yeah. if they have questions or topics okay. they'd like discussed. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then, so next time um, when when this is happening, you'll give them all the address and everything for
0: mm-hmm. At
1: the yeah. end of the episode. We'll get all the info. on that. Good. Okay. So, thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, Ramona. Oh, this is so exciting, mm-hmm. and I'm glad it's somebody young because I would ask all the old question, old fashioned questions. But like, when was your first kiss? <laughs> should Should you kiss before you get married? That would be my topic. So. I'm glad you're
0: here. (laughs) We will maybe address those. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, Okay. So thank you very much. And I'm Mm. really excited for this. And I think God, um, I know God has his hand on you right Mm. now. And so bless you.
0: Thanks so much, Ramona. Yeah. Really appreciate it. That is our episode for today. We want to thank you for listening. If you have any topic ideas you'd like us to cover, please send us an email to office at gpalliance.ca with the subject title of Women's Podcast in the title there. That way it gets to me. That would be great. We would love to hear any of your ideas. Lastly, we're trying to reach as many listeners as we can in hopes of growing the kingdom of God. Whether you tell someone in person about the podcast or leave us a review on your podcast app of choice, we would so appreciate it. Those things really help people find us. May the Lord bless you and keep you, dear friends. And until next time, God bless.